0: Uh, and with that, I think this is an awkward intro.
1: Hey! Not even sure anymore. No. You know, it's awkward. I've got an assortment of drinks here and beverages to get ready. Um, you know, I got my usual, I got my code red, which I'm going to chase with some eggnog. (laughs) Who likes eggnog? Oh, God. The fuck? (laughs) Southern comfort. I also have, I also have my cranberry juice, so I'm just... What are you on your what period?
2: Period, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was about, I was about to say the yeah, same. Exactly. Thing. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got my my Earl Grey tea with honey. So yeah, you and your mm. so sexy ass voice. So sexy, hot. Yes, yes it is.
0: Uh. Mm. Hey Joe, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Oh, hey I'm Joe. Here. Um, we did have a question for you, though. Hmm. We're covering the best animated feature, which of course starts in 2001, and we were curious if there were any film, any animated films from before 2001, that you think could have won best animated feature had the category existed.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, I liked this movie even before I started covering shark-related movies in underwater related movies on our TikTok channel, Shark Dressed Men. Uh, 1989's Little Mermaid. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely could have won. Be a part of that
2: world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big movie in my family, so I get that.
2: Yeah. I had a little redheaded sister, so it got played quite a bit in my
3: house. And lots of sisters. And they were all obsessed with prince eric so you know <sighs> relatable maybe <laughs> any any other animated
0: films you'd like to bring up
3: um i don't think it would have won but i think it deserved to be nominated uh aladdin 2 return of Jafar. <laughs> Like the only bad one? <laughs> no, it's really good. How no,
0: dare they, you? Like thankfully that was straight to video, so it wasn't eligible for Oscar
1: consideration.
3: <laughs> or, or the one where Aladdin's dad comes back.
1: Denim uh, feeds. A that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, the King's I feel like you mentioned that last uh last time you were on. It must have left a big impression on you. Did I? Or somebody did. Do I just... Do I either mention
3: poop and or (laughs) Oh added three. Yeah, you always say the one where his dad
1: comes back. Like, that's how... He specifically said that, too, I think. (laughs) I gotta gotta go re-listen to that episode. Yeah. Mm. Uh.
3: (laughs) And also... And one more. One more. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so the the one um, Beauty and the Beast with the organ that he's evil... Is Tim Curry? And he's played by Tim Curry. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that <laughs> uh, one.
3: That, I believe that one.
2: So, so just all of the Renaissance sequels that went straight to VHS. <laughs> yeah, and Little
1: Mermaid. And and Little Mermaid. Mermaid. And Little Mermaid, of course, of course. And Fern Gully, just for Tim Curry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sexy. Tim Curry, sexy.
2: Just all of the Tim Curry animation stuff, like the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Indeed. You guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's talk about a movie.
0: all you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan pierce i'm zach mccoy and i'm joseph tapia and we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscars podcast show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history trying to determine where the academy went wrong if they went
1: wrong and what film are we watching this week zach we're watching finding nemo it's about control or lack thereof Parental anxiety, perseverance, and the power of having someone who believes in you. I
2: believe.
1: This is everybody's first time seeing Finding Nemo.
0: E-no. I've seen it a bajillion times. One bajillion. No for me. Zach, did you? Did I? did Did you say? Oh, I said no. Okay, I missed that. Sorry. All right. I, yeah, I actually have an interesting story. Oh uh, well, it sounds like we're opening with Zach's interesting
1: story. Because <laughs> my interesting story is I saw this at a movie theater. Well, that that's good. Mine is similar. I also saw it on a, in a movie theater. But I will never forget because it was a it was an epic kind of day. It was a Friday, May thirtieth, opening night that the movie came out. Are you About um, to
2: find out that you got a handjob at the
1: theater while you were watching fish. <laughs> no, that was a different movie. Okay. Um, but you're not far off. Um, yes. <laughs> Caitlin had just had her 17th birthday, and I was still 16. Naughty, naughty. But I had my driver's license. That's the important thing. And we spent, um you know, right after school got out, we went over to her friend's house. And we showered together for the first time. And that was fun. But then her nemesis, no, my nemesis, showed up. And was like, let's go to the movies. And I was like, grabble, rabble. I don't like you. But let's go to the movies. So we went and saw Finding Nemo, and Caitlyn's hair was still drying, and I'll never forget. Zach, I have a similar
3: story. I lost my virginity and watched Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I I got blue-balled right before I went and
0: saw Coyote Ugly, and I still hate that movie to this day. Oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs>
2: I have like a 75% track record of getting late every time I watch E.T., including the time it got (laughs) re-released. With the (laughs) walkie-talkies. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's, Very good. It's an odd statistic of my life. I don't understand what the correlation is, but it just happens. So what you're saying is you're watching E.T. as soon as
1: you get on the I don't want (laughs) to overuse the magic, sir. (laughs) It's got to occur naturally.
2: Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Clicking through the channels, there's TBS. Oh, look, ET's on. <laughs> Wife? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I too saw this movie in theaters, too, by the way. This is one yeah. of the first time I actually on the channel or on the cast was like, hey, I saw it in the theater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention um, the, I'd uh, preserve that in, if anybody who knew me in high school is listening, um, in one of my Caitlin notebooks, this is 2002, 2003 where i kept a creepy amount of uh notes and movie stubs
2: uh creepy starts at the fact that you have a Caitlyn notebooks
1: this is Just this let you know the second this is the second one uh, includes comics that remind me of her odds and ends a date log odds and ends there's an asterisk <laughs> uh includes little notes pictures and collections of comics and other random things it's nicely highlighted around the edges um can yeah,
2: you just imagine thousands of years from now, when whatever alien race comes and goes <laughs> through the archives of Earth after we've gone and destroyed it all, they find these notebooks? Like, fuck, this guy just really liked this woman. There's a the shit cute. out of her.
1: Is a transcript of an aim conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, oh I'll, I'll put this down in a second, but I asked my her. My mind just <laughs> claps in on itself. Did you get Sunday's <laughs> paper? I ask. What the fuck is going on? What did
2: you think of Marmaduke?
1: (laughs) No, why? Well, Parade had an Elijah Wood thing. (laughs) Oh, I stole that. (laughs) I I like like
2: how How Joe went from like... Joe went from I think it's cute to the exact reaction that we've all been having.
3: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Rewind. Uh, How did you print it out?
1: You could, you know, you could save AIM conversations back in the day, and then I would just copy and paste it into a Word document and then print it out. Yeah. Have, Why did you have
3: the forethought?
1: <laughs> because I was a very creepy uh 16-year-old it was. I'm just, now as a creator and, and, and also, year old.
2: just for some uh, context here for anybody who may be of the younger variety, AIM was AOL instant messenger. Yeah. So, you know, how we used to have to text each other back in the days of ICQ and <laughs> AIM. And what was uh, the Yahoo one? I think it was just Yahoo instant
1: messenger. Yes, yeah, yeah MSN so. messenger. Okay. Here's a here's a ticket stuff for Kangaroo Jack. It was such Holy a big shit. deal, too. Okay, I'm done. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I can't. The suit's getting hot. <laughs> we are, It really is.
2: We are <laughs> currently in a conversation <laughs> with a guy who has publicly stated that he has stomped turds through his shower. Yes. And you are still the one that's the creepiest guy. I really love you that so much. I love you so much.
3: I don't put syrup on my pancakes, And somehow... You are less psycho.
1: (laughs) Here's a a lovely photo.
3: I wish you guys could see... This is not a visual medium. This is not a visual medium, Zach. Shit has gone off the rails. And
1: I'm all for it. (laughs)
2: We're talking about fish.
1: (laughs) Okay. You guys remember the I'm an Angry Gumball commercial? Oh, this keeps going.
0: Go on, yes, please.
1: No. It's just, we we like that commercial, so I had the, the <laughs> clip. And a picture of Caitlin as a child, which I finished the second half. Of
2: Those alien archaeologists are going to think
1: you were Holy a fucking
2: shit. murderer. <laughs> Holy uh, fuck. All
1: right, I better follow that up with some eggnog.
3: <laughs> Cranberry juice chaser. Zach, Zach.
1: Um, apropos of nothing. <laughs> do you have? Do you have any nemeses? I I did remember I mentioned in the finding um Nemo watch story. Um, thankfully, he's moved far away, and I don't have to worry about him. Yeah, fuck that. So so the space is kind of vacant, I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so so he's taking applications.
1: Taking applications.
2: Yeah. All, All right. right. Um, All right. Let's go ahead, uh, Paul. <laughs> Yes. What you want to give us a breakdown?
1: <laughs> Oscar breakdown. Here we go.
2: <laughs>
1: Break it down.
0: Oh, I just don't know how we continue. Okay. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <clears throat> All right. Best animated feature film is Finding Nemo, getting Andrew Stanton an Academy Award. Uh, Finding Nemo beats out Brother Bear and the triplets of belleville for the category mm. uh, other nominations for finding nemo include best original screenplay it's two out of three that we've got original screenplay on in this category yeah yeah um, it loses of course to lost in translation giving nicholas cage's cousin sophia coppola an academy award uh finding nemo also nominated for Best Original Score, which it loses to Lord of the Rings Return of the King for Howard Shore. This is two out of three that have lost that category (laughs) to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bunny Nemo also nominated for Best Sound Editing, which it loses to Master and Commander Far Side of the World, which is a movie that fucking rules. Yes. Also in the water. Uh, On the water. And I believe that's it for Finding Nemo. Let me... Yeah, so four nominations, one win, and uh, outside of Finding Nemo in the category, Triplets of Belleville is nominated for best original song for the Belleville Rendezvous, mm-hmm. which loses to Into the West from the Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King, which of course is the only is the only film that won eleven Academy Awards to sweep its nominations. I just want to just want to bring that back up. Oh, for sure. And then it promptly ruined
1: cinema. Yeah. Yes. Oh, here's the page that has, this has the Return of the King and uh, Gangs of New York ticket sub. That's a good page. We're <laughs> we're back to the notebook. <laughs> That's like eight hours worth of movie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. All
2: right. Well, let's talk about this movie. That let's talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that wraps up the Oscar breakdown or whatever I say to get out of this category.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Yes, let's. Um. I like it just fine. I like this I, movie a lot. I hmm. So I love the meme basically of how Finding Nemo is like one of the best uh, movies to try to describe in a terrible way because mm-hmm. it's like father loses his uh, father loses a child after his mother is brutally murdered and is then needing to use his uh, intellectually disabled friend to help him find him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That that is this movie it's all right so off off the bat i don't like ocean oh fish scare me like i have a legitimate like fear of fish okay (laughs) so being an animated movie it's not too much problem i don't like it when (laughs) like when it's just the water and it's (laughs) bright it's bright and everything stop it joe you're scared me. It doesn't feel like it's in the ocean. It's just, it's. It, I think it's a breathing thing. I wonder if asthmat- all asthmatics have that issue of mm. just like being scared of the ocean because of breathing. But uh, that being said, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, I, th- I think it's got an issue of being how long since it's come out and how many times I've seen the movie.
1: Yeah, you know that's <clears throat> kind of how I felt with Shrek. Just you know how present it is, um, and some movies can you know deal with that ever present constant pop culture um referential whatnot. Yeah. Uh I think I feel like every time I'm probably like you, I'm like, yeah, fine Nemo, it's fine, it's good. But then I watch it and then I'm like, I actually like this more than I remembered that I did. Uh there there's moments that touch me and the music's great and yeah the water looks amazing. I guess, you know, if you're not um phobic of it, it might be a better thing for you. But it's- had a similar feeling zach um i hadn't seen this movie in a
3: while and i mean we're all in our 30s um and we're getting some of you are all of you except for me are fathers Mm -hmm. but we're all of father age and so this is the first time i had watched it in kind of like oh this is this is what it means to be a parent through that lens kind of thing right and there were parts i was telling paul that like the part with Crush, the turtle, I just thought that was a funny surfer dude moment. But yeah. no, that, that's the whole crux of the movie. It's like, whoa, I missed that as a kid. I missed what this movie was all about. And right. I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I had.
2: I, I feel like one thing that the movie does that you kind of hit on a little mm-hmm. bit is, you know, looking at Crush and Marlon and kind of his character progression, it, it's, it's a lot of dad goals mm-hmm. yeah. that, that I, I think I can appreciate a little bit more now. Yeah. You know, being a guy who uh, is really struggling not to pass on my neuroses to my child.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's not easy. Like we, we were talking uh, before we started recording about how I am about my food how I don't like to let my wets touch my dries. And I'm a very picky eater. I try not to do that in front of my child. Right. Because it's things that I just don't want her to pick up on. Yeah.
1: So, yep. Yeah. You know, that's, that's heavy, heavy themes in my life and some friends lives as well. You know, it, it's a hard thing, a yeah. hard thing to be a parent responsible for little lives.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Edwin. They just seem hell bent on murdering
1: themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Hardwired to <laughs> self destruct, as what is that Metallica song? <laughs> they all want to touch the butt. <laughs> they, well, yes. Well, I mean,
2: listen, I was talking about not passing on things, but that's something I'm just not going to hide. I'm yeah, always trying gotta, to touch the,
3: gotta touch the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to touch the butt. I, I will just say... have to teach
2: my daughter how to say, no, no you thank you. Not touch the
3: butt. I, like, I Stay will away say... from me. <laughs> for all the the well-themed stuff, to me, this is the movie where, I mean, it's all started with Toy Story, obviously, but this, this, to me, felt like the part where Pixar became an ad-lib kind of thing. Like, okay, let's get these characters, and where are they going to be? They're going to be, uh, let's put them in a dentist's office, or you know, shit like that. And it and finding Dory is even more like that with the fucking octopus driving the car kind of thing. But this yeah. this movie is kind of for me where that kind of got a little out of hand. But they rein it in later on with like Wally and shit like that and other stuff. But I yeah
2: I see where you're coming from, but I still think this was still during those. I just you know, shame me if you will, but I still watch Family Guy and they came out with that joke that's like, Pixar, they're not all home runs anymore. But uh, this was still during that time where I think Pixar was it still was a home run every time.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. This was
0: the the golden era right? where where Pixar just felt like they could do no wrong and every time that they would come out with something, there would be like, I don't know, is this the one? And it wasn't the one.
2: No. And it it wouldn't happen for a long time.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard to not just keep beating over the head like how, how much as like a father, this movie really kind of changes for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where, where as a son when it came out and a son who was just like entering into adulthood, because I was 19 when this movie came out, I was at my one and only year of college and, uh, you know, it, it's a completely different movie, right? Mm. The themes are, are, are there, but you're looking at them for,
1: through the other prism. You're, yeah. you're no
2: longer Nemo. You become Marlon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is one of those movies too, that I, you know, I was reading a comment about it that I really agreed with it. It has a lot of uh, without having jokes that are aimed at parents necessarily, they have jokes that are legitimately funny in situations that are legitimately funny for kids and adults to watch simultaneously. Yeah. And, and I think the, the voice actors they picked are amazing. And, and it's this point too, in Pixar's career where they're not, um, a parody of themselves at at all. The, the kind of rapid fire humor that we talked about in, in Shrek or, or, um, uh Emperor's new Groove is still kind of it's still a fresh thing that that's happening happening organically, and it's still funny and I love you know willem Defoe as Gill is amazing, and I won't mention a certain Oscar winner because you know Paul has to oh talk you can about talk that. about
0: Oscar winner Alice Janney all you want you know, I, <laughs> I will bask in her glory all day yes uh i I do love that uh apparently someone at Pixar saw ants and was like, oh. Old Kavetsi Jews is what we're into these days. Let's <laughs> let's grab Albert Brooks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw the note there where I didn't realize uh, William H. Macy had been the original voice or something, and he recorded a bunch of lines, but they thought he was a little too much of a downer, so they needed somebody with a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a pep. But yeah, Albert Brooks work, works great in this.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's get someone who's known for being. Completely neurotic, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, Ellen was at her zeitgeist before her downfall. I, I mean, this this is the film that brought Ellen back to
0: the mainstream, right? Like she was still like what five years or six years off of the Puppy episode, mm. and she she was still kind of persona non grata around Hollywood, which is. You know, dumb for the reason that she was outcast originally. Yeah, but you know, ha- had we known where she was going to end up eventually, we'd be kind of like, uh, "Give <laughs> have back
2: on someone else." <laughs> I was never a fan of Ellen, mm-hmm. but I recognize that she was good in this film.
3: Yeah, she's um, incredible. Yeah, no, she's absolutely she was, wonderful.
2: Yeah, perfectly cast.
3: You okay. know, Zach. Um, you, you, mentioned Willem Dafoe as Gil and it got me thinking, um, I think it's really interesting how, y- you know, we've talked about the parenting themes that it's not just with Marlin. Like you see Gil is like the foil to Marlin, whereas, mm. uh, Marlin's like the overbearing kind of helicopter parent. Gil's like, you know, no, he can do it. He can push the pebble in to the fucking thingy mer Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's more willing to let him get himself into dangerous
0: situations.
1: And now, now you're revealing the, the necessary uh, male influence that young boys need. Examples well, from all over, because it takes a village.
3: Right, and also just giving, giving Nemo a chance to, to believe in himself also. That's right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was
1: uh, you know very illuminating. Yeah, He probably would have encouraged him to touch the butt Exactly (laughs) You know what, Um, also I do not like seagulls And I I appreciate the way they're uh, Depicted in this film You know, it's
0: really funny, I watched this in Brother Bear Back to back And there's kind of a moment in Brother Bear Where the seagulls (laughs) Fish, fish, fish (laughs) I got somebody at Disney Who just was not happy with seagulls In 2003
1: (laughs) Yeah and here's my oh, brother Bear man. ticket stub from November of <laughs> 2003. <Jesus Christ>. My <laughs> criticism says no hip swinging songs.
0: So well, there we go. It's because it's all Phil Collins narrating the fucking soundtrack again.
2: <laughs> yes, you brought it up. I wasn't going to. Jesus fucking Christ, Phil Collins! Ugh. Shut the fuck up, you John Maddening motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bear. Look at me. I'm a bear.
0: We're
1: looking at the stars. Oh, I'm
0: God.
3: a
2: Phil Collins bear. Looking at the stars with a little bear who's not Phil Collins. <laughs> Guess what? He's the brother bear. That's why we named it Sue Sue Studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. With that, uh, does anybody have any notes on Finding Nemo? It's a good movie. Uh, this well,
1: cast rules. It's, yeah, it's a good cast. Yeah. So hard. It's very quotable. Another quotable film. Yeah. Mm. I, you know the whole mine is uh, something that's stuck with us forever, and um, Caitlin always busts out with a, "I'm a piranha." Sometimes <laughs> I language. live in the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm always a
3: oh you made me ink. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um oh and since this is our first Pixar film that we've talked about on the podcast, I feel like we should uh we should oh. do the John Ratzenberger.
2: Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh,
0: let's let's grade John Ratzenberger uh characters. Like not, not Ratzenberger's performances because they're yeah. all they're all A pluses, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But rather but rather how how well did Pixar use Ratzenberger in this
3: film?
2: Perfectly. He was a school of fish. He was, he was a- all of the fish.
3: Like it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think it was perfect, but I think at this point he he needed to be a cameo because he couldn't be a he's he's too recognizable. Well, this he's is like well, six he's in all of them. Toy Story.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's too he's he's been in two Toy Stories, so he's had he's had a big role there. He was the the flea. Uh, Mr. Flea, the runner of the circus in Bugs Life. Yeah. And he has my favorite cameo in Monsters, Inc., of course, as the as abominable the snow- snowman. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> really- their lemon flavor. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I I do agree with you. It's it's nice that they've stepped back on him and let him just be a great school of fish.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Let him so, be.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll go with the. I'll go with the, the five stars on John Ratzenberger in this movie.
1: Hmm. Five. Well, I'll give it four and a half. God damn it. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> a so, of snowman all right, is a, I got to bring
2: this up. So Zach did his TikTok of, uh, the ranking five movies, the top five movies of the top 100. And I spent the entire time of him going, he gave that four and a half. He gave that four and a half. His number one. Yeah. He gave that four and a half. Hmm. <laughs>
1: uh three of them were four and a half casablanca is always five stars and i think i gave vertigo five stars too that's fair oh m should be six stars it should maybe it's gonna grow on me i've only seen it once so far i've never seen never seen m it's so good Mm. now the the second that you
0: put inception at three i was like this list is (laughs) it's (laughs) already bad
2: All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's move on, gentlemen, into All our right. worsty judgments. All right. Joe, does this movie deserve best animated feature?
3: Um, I didn't see the three, uh, whatever they're called. Three so
1: uh, of Belleville?
3: Yep. Yeah. I didn't see that. And I have not seen Brother Bear. So... I'm gonna say yes, based on what I know about Brother Bear. Um, Yeah, I think (laughs) which is that it's
1: narrated by Phil Collins.
3: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's the strongest. I I think when did Monsters Inc. come out? Before or after this? Oh, one. So before. Yeah, it would have been before. Yeah, I don't think it's as strong as Monsters Inc., but I I like it a lot, and I, I liked it more than I thought. Returning to it, but I still. I think they've had stronger before and after it, but yeah, I think, I think it still deserved it. It's just, it's weird how looking at some of these category wins, how some of the earlier years are just like, that's what you got. Okay. I mean, but this is not one of those years. This is a good, good movie by no mistake. Yeah.
1: Last year was a banger. 2002. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That one
2: was a kind of, kind of a lot. All right. Well, Zach, hi does this movie deserve best animated feature
1: all right ranking these three brother bear i gave it a b minus in 2003 it's about the same um triplets of belleville is like a a strong a like if i were grading it'd probably be a you know a 90 or 91 finding nemo is about the same for me maybe (sighs) triplets of belleville is probably a better better movie but I will say, "Finding Nemo" deserves it. It's a great film with lots of important messages. Um, looking what else came out this year: uh, Piglet's big movie, good one. Rugrats Go Wild, Stitch the movie. There you go. Sin- I don't, ad, no. did I
2: get a uh, theatrical
1: though.
0: Nah, was straight to you. Damn. No, none of the Lilo and Stitch sequels
1: got theatrical runs. That's some shit. But yeah, I'll just you know I'll say yes, it deserved to win best animated feature. It's A strong nice win.
2: Um so me, yes it deserved it. Um of the 3 especially honestly. I liked Brother Bear. It was my first time watching it um outside again of um <clears throat> the Phil Collins narration. I thought it was cute. It was very love is magic. Love the the moose. Um oh yeah, the moose were great uh oh the moose are
0: rick moranis and dave thomas from strange brew yeah. <laughs> yeah uh
2: but i feel like they could have added uh piglet's big movie in for a fourth i feel like that would have been fine Piglet's I always
1: down to be a fourth
2: i'm looking at wikipedia right now and i feel like the animatrix got some theatrical
0: release somehow um, the only the only one that got a theatrical release that would have been eligible was Final Flight of the Osiris, which was that, that
2: only would have been in this short film yeah. category. It sucks because as, as a whole, I love every bit of the Animatrix. So. Yeah, it's so good. <clears throat> Honestly, I think the Animatrix is the best of the Matrix franchise. Mm-hmm. Just period. Um, not saying all of them, but as a whole. Well, there's no bad Matrix movies, so.
1: That's true. Very so, true. I've actually got two ticket stubs for Matrix movies here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going. But uh, yeah,
2: uh, it's. I mean, yeah, I think it deserves it. Wait, to go, Paul! On my way for this
0: page flipping. To... Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm making noise here. <laughs> Matrix Revolutions. I didn't even grade it. It was so bad. Stop no, kidding. I saw uh, Matrix reloaded um, week after or week before I saw Finding Nemo. A film that deserves ten out of five stars. I gave it a C plus baloney in a sandwich. Bland. <laughs> wow, calling it calling it a, a
0: myriad of things is one thing, but calling it bland is <laughs> no, a it, wild thing to say. It wasn't bland. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I have to share more bad opinions. All right, here we go. So, um, brother bear is fine. It's cute. Uh, walking Phoenix is better in this than he is in the Joker.
1: Hmm, true.
0: Uh, but I guess that's uh, true of all walking Phoenix performances. Uh, uh, and I can't wait till we get to the five. Cause I hate ranking three. movies. <laughs> so yeah. Now. Uh, because triple to Belleville it's incredible and I love it and the animation is beautiful and yeah. I think it I think it should have won.
2: Can I, I, I didn't get to bring it up and I do apologize, I don't mean to butt into okay. your um <clears throat> that movie went over my fucking head. I felt like such a filthy casual watching that movie. It like it looked great. It really did, but that whole fucking movie just went over my head. I okay. I struggle bust with it hard. And it's again not to say it was bad. It just
1: no, I get that. I think I I had to watch it two or three times to really kind of like appreciate it and see what was going on. It's been a while since I've seen it, but sure,
0: you you essentially have to ingest a lot of Sylvan's showman to kind of understand his outlook on things. To yeah, I'll have some really comments into that film.
1: Comments some few weeks from now.
0: But yeah, it it's essentially his take on on capitalism and the nature of capitalism. Sucks. Sure. Yeah, it's bad. Um, But the movie is incredible and I love yeah. it. And I got to see that in a theater. It was Ooh, so cool. nice. a little art art theater up in Richmond with my, my girlfriend at the time. Nice. Um, I love that film. Uh, and I love Finding Nemo. I think this is a really good film. I think it's a real strong uh, nominee. Uh, I think it's a real strong win. I think I do think it deserves it, even though I think Triplets of Belleville is much better. And even at the time, I thought it should have won.
1: Yeah. Do you concur? Says, Leo, catch me if yeah. you can.
2: Nice. All right. Well, Joe, is this the worst best animated feature?
3: Um, I got to look at the list before um, we started this because I, I needed to familiarize myself. And I'm just going to say no. And right. I don't think there are a lot of necessarily even bad uh, best animated features winners. But is this the worst? No, no, absolutely not.
2: Okay. Well, if you don't mind telling us, what do you think is the worst best animated feature?
3: I think it I think it comes down again to like it's either you or Zach was saying like how things hold up to the test of time. Like especially like some of the a lot of these winners are like parts of the zeitgeist now. And like we hold it up to a pedestal and then you revisit it. And sometimes it just doesn't live up to your expectations. And I think maybe (laughs) it's going to sound so bad, but honestly, I think maybe the first best picture winner might be the weakest. And that's not to say it's a bad movie at all. I love Shrek. Shrek is great. Mm. Shrek is life. But I also love Jimmy Neutron boy genius, probably even more. Like Word. in all honesty, I, I tell Paul all the time how much I love Jimmy Neutron, and it's true. It it absolutely could have just as easily won.
2: All right, nice. mm-hmm. great. Right. Well, Zach, yeah, is this the worst best animated feature?
1: No, it's not. I've got it uh, solidly in the middle of the pack. All
2: right. So that that, that, that so that, that means the so worst yeah. is Shrek. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Very nice, um, yeah. I think our lists are very, very similar, sir. <laughs> I, I got uh, Finding Nemo at number two, and Trek is the fucking worst.
0: Yeah, Paul. Oh. Uh, this this is consensus right now. I I got nothing to add to it. My list looks exactly <laughs> the same as your two guys. And I uh, I'm interested to see what happens next week. Honestly, yeah.
2: Mm. Well, I think it's funny because now. With a guest, we are all agreement in the worst, best, and that is Shrek is just the fucking worst. And we didn't talk about this, by the way. No, no, no. No. So, all right. Well, Mr. Tapia, thank you very much for joining us here today again. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you, beautiful man. Always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug again?
3: Absolutely. You can follow me and Paul on TikTok, uh, on our TikTok account, at Shark Dressed Men. We review shark movies as well as do lots of skits. We review, actually, not just shark movies, but all shark-related content, media, and things. Um, And we do a lot of fun stuff. It's just a really good time. Check us out, Shark Dressed Men.
2: Yeah, I know I had already uh, suggested one, uh, and I appreciate you guys doing the fonts, jumping the shark. Definitely. It was a great talk. It was. But now that I've brought it up, I, I need you guys to review the end of uh, Strange Wilderness.
3: <gasps> okay. Is there a shark? Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. How? I love How? Steve Zahn so much
2: fucking hate that movie so much but the end of that movie is probably one of the funniest things i've ever seen on film ever that's the one and with it's just they're shark.
3: trying to find bigfoot right
2: i don't even yeah. remember i think yeah, yeah sure. okay. i think
3: so <clears throat> but yeah
2: sure right. nice all right well thank you again joe for being here with us Course. And thank you guys for listening to us. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the TikTok and the Twitch at Altor and underscore Occam. I remembered them all today. Zach, all right. where can we find you?
1: Find me on Kritiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr.
0: Workman. Uh, I guess since Joe already plugged Shark Dress Men, I'll just jump into you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd where I keep a running tally of all the films I watch. And tonight, I watched what is now my probably my favorite film of
1: the year, <gasps> *Lose Big City Adventure*. Uh, I was going to ask you movie. about that because I just <laughs> I was just Karen on
2: Letterbox. No.
1: I don't want to say you're predictable, but Caitlin called it as soon as she saw a, a, a commercial for that. She's like, "That's going to be Paul's favorite movie." That's
0: right, it is because it's incredible, and I only cried through about 45 minutes of it. I'm ready. I'm got ready. Got my, got my. It is a beautiful film, and. Uh, I might be predictable, but at least I know what I like. Absolutely. Sweetness and kindness and people saying that things are awesome. And love is magic. And yeah. love is magic. There's literally a song in this movie where they talk about how uh, how happiness is magic.
1: Nice. Meaning Being elusive and hard, hard to find. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, no, it's not that hard to find. You just have to listen to this podcast. There's so much happiness here.
1: Yeah. A penis.
2: God damn it. Beat me to it. I was going to say it. We're all filled with
1: happiness. Well, I am excited. I love Blue's Uh, blues Clues.
0: Uh, I I love this. And it was written by Angela Santomero, who created Blue's Clues. Nice. And Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And she wrote an incredible movie. And it is the best movie of the year. And anybody who says differently can lick a dick
1: walk off the Jeff Buckley <laughs> cliff. Go right
0: off the Jack Buckley bridge. <laughs> because that is not the best version of that song. Not even by a lock shot. Hey Zach, what are
1: we watching next week? Next week we are watching another Pixar movie. It's The Incredibles, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, or stream on Disney plus sign.
0: Nice. Yeah. Alright.
1: Well, we would like to
0: thank Trav
1: for producing our podcast.
0: We'd like to thank Chad Rant, MC, for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan J.W. for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at The Oscar Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty
2: Almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. It's filled with Z bubbles. Give us five stars. <laughs> so,
0: four. Joseph Tapia, Zach, Jonathan, and... Uh, yeah, let's go Stephen Root. Hell yes, Steven. yeah, Stephen Root. We'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.